This is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast, episode 19. Hi, I'm Monica Woodhams, and this is the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. I'm an influencer consultant and success coach, and I'm interviewing entrepreneurs, influencers, and industry experts who are making an impact and influencing the world so that we can start to live a life that we are so totally obsessed with. Hey y'all, welcome back to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Today's episode is with Amberly Lyons. Y'all are going to love her every time that I chat with her. I feel just so excited about business, life, everything. Her energy is seriously amazing. So y'all are going to love the episode. Today's a little different because I'm actually recording this intro the day before it's released. So I feel like I can kind of just chat about what's going on and it's actually going to be relevant. So this past weekend, it's been so nice in Kansas City. Finally, for the first time, it feels like we've had this insane prolonged winter and that we just fast forwarded to summer because it was almost 90 degrees out yesterday and just so much fun. So if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that I have a little project going called the Patio Project where I challenged myself to redecorate or decorate um, the patio at my parents' house. And let me just say that the first time that I checked the polls on there, I asked if y'all thought that my mom was going to fire me from this project. And... At one point, it was 100% of you thought so. Um, But then it started to sway. And so as of today, now most people think I'm not going to get fired from it. However, the people who all personally know me, my besties, they all said, yes, I am going to get fired. So shout out to y'all. Thanks. But actually, you might be right because turns out... We have two different budgets in mind, so no surprise there. But basically, I feel like I have this incredible vision for what the patio can be, and I'm determined to make it happen. I've already convinced my dad of it, so that's step one, right? My mom is super skeptical still, though. So I'll keep you all posted on that the next time that I have a timely intro recording like this, but... If you're not following me on Instagram yet, I love Instagram stories, and that's where I spend the most time. I don't always post on my feed very consistently, and I know that that can be really controversial because, you know, it's like, oh, you have to post every single day to stay on top of the algorithm and blah, blah, blah. So I made a decision maybe a year ago that I wasn't going to live my life or run my business solely based on the algorithm like yes make smart decisions like there's no need anymore to post three times a day on Instagram like before the algorithm changed um there was a point where it did help you to post three times a day on Instagram so be smart and make decisions like that but like don't hold yourself hostage to feeling like you have to post every single day. So what I do is because Instagram stories is fun for me, that's where I choose to post every single day. And you know what? Maybe two months from now, posting on my feed is going to feel better. And so I go back to posting there once a day instead of Instagram stories once a day. Um, All that really matters, I find, between myself and my clients is that As long as you're showing up every day, one way or the other, that's what counts. It doesn't necessarily have to be like in the most specific, perfect way. So that's my little social media tip of the day. (laughs) Wasn't intending to share that, but we got on that Instagram stories tangent. So anyway, let's dive into the episode with Amberly. Y'all are going to love it. Have so much fun listening and I will talk to y'all soon. All right, y'all. I am here today with my mentor, Amberly Lyons. She is the chakra girl, aka your spiritual BFF. Amberly teaches how to be intentional AF while supporting you in living your best life. Hi, Amberly. 
Hi, Monica. I love that intro. Yeah, I stole it from your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one. I'd say so. I was like, I read it. I was like, I'll just use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so you have been my mentor for some time now. You, um, you in my life are the only coach that I've ever rehired. So oh, you get oh I feel so happy. I'm flattered. <laughs> Lucky me. You've been such a <laughs> client. Yeah. So we started working together in 2016, which is kind of crazy. Um, and like, it's so funny because I'm like, I have no idea how I found you. I just, I don't know. It's like you showed up in my life like a fairy god mother. I kind of am like a mother. It's funny. (laughs) Um, Yeah. You know what's funny too? And I don't know if I've ever told you this, but I used to always like check out your website and check out your Instagram. I feel like I was on your, or sorry, you were on my radar for a long time before we even spoke. And I think when you booked a call with me, I was like, oh, this girl, oh, she wants to work with me. Oh, I'm so lucky. <laughs> oh my gosh. I didn't know that. That's amazing. I yeah. love that. We were meant to, we were meant to work together. Meant to be. So one of the things that really drew me to your particular quote unquote strategy was that you weren't about like, this is what you need to do. And this is the only way you can do it. And if you don't do this, then you're shit out of luck. Yeah. And you were very much like, you can do things your way, but it needs to feel good. And like, you brought the spirituality into it, which is something that I was really craving. And I wasn't seeing anyone do that. And so how would you say that, you know, the spirituality piece and the chakra piece has changed the course of your life essentially. Yeah. I mean, when I first started my business, I was just really overwhelmed by all the business blueprints and the strategies and the only way to like, the only way to make 10K months. And I was like, really? Like, do I really have to follow every single one of these rules and I'm just a natural rule breaker. Like I, I'm an Aquarius, like I'm a rebel. So I was just kind of not buying it. And I really quickly realized as I was building my business that as I was going through each step, it required me to tap into a different chakra energy. And I had already been really interested in chakras and getting to know my own energy and getting to know my spirituality before I started my business. But it became even stronger when I realized how important spirituality and chakra energy is when you're going through this like monumental change of becoming an entrepreneur. So um, I really realized that as I was going through the steps of building my business, every step that I took required me to tap into a different chakra energy. And it was really funny that it was in the same sequence. So as I was working on the foundation of my business and like the first steps and like getting grounded in what I was doing and my core message, that really required me to tap into my root chakra. And then the next was my sacral chakra, which is when I wanted to start, you know, working on my visual brand. And that's when I needed to tap into sacral chakra creativity and passion. So, you know, it just kind of kept going in that order. And I was like, that is wild. Like, (laughs) that is crazy. And I just kind of slowly realized that so many things in life and in nature are in the same chakra sequence. For example, the colors of the rainbow or the color is the same order as the colors of the chakras. Oh my gosh. I've never realized that. Yeah. So it just made me realize like, this is a thing. (laughs) This isn't just me. Like this shit's real. So that's when I started, you know, offering that because I do believe that we all have unique energy and no business blueprint and no, you know, how to guide is going to help every single person, but following your own personal chakra energy in whichever way the universe guides you is something that you should be listening to. Definitely. So for someone who is very strategy driven, um, me, um, where do you find the trust to switch gears into the chakras and your own self rather than the trend of the day. Yeah. So personally, I'm very strategy driven as well. And 
I I do believe that there are like, you know, best practices in doing things, but it's almost it's more about finding your own best practices of doing things. And that's what your chakra energy allows you to do. So I'm definitely never preaching, don't do anything, meditate your way to 10K months. Like I do believe that energy has to be put for it's like the law of karma, right? Like the more energy you put in, the more you get back. Um so Yeah, I mean, just looking at it from that perspective, it's more about finding what works for you than not using any strategy at all. That being said, it still takes trust in your intuition. You still need to be like, okay, well, how do I know this is the right way? Like, I didn't see someone on the internet telling me it was the right way. So how do I know (laughs) that it's the right way? Um, And that just comes down to really like, owning your, I guess, like just owning your power. I know that sounds kind of cliche, but it, it kind of takes just doing it a few times and slowly, slowly you build trust, just like a relationship. You kind of have to like start off being like, oh yeah. Oh, he called me when he got home. So, he, <laughs> so I trust him or, oh, he was really honest with me that time. Okay. I really trust him. So it's the same thing with yourself. Like, how can you be like, oh, I, I intuitively knew this was going to happen and then it happened. And it's like, it's like a muscle. You just like keep strengthening that trust muscle for yourself. Yeah. Why do you think that the ability for us to trust other people more than trusting ourselves sometimes? I think that people, it's like, if you haven't reached a certain result, you the ego kind of makes you think it's not possible for you. Like the ego only knows what it knows and it kind of like holds you in this comfort zone. But if someone else has reached a milestone that you want to reach, you're like, Oh, I'll have what she's having. I'll do exactly what she did. And it makes us want to like really kind of just copy what they did. But what worked for Sally isn't necessarily going to work for Nancy. So that's where you have to really, really feel into your own energy and trust that. And just because it worked for one person doesn't mean it's going to work for you. But we tend to think like, okay, this person did it this way. So I'm going to do it the way she did it. But that's just not, that's not going to help. Right. And so when you work through the chakras, it's like you are doing two things. You are creating the energy to, you know, have a business in a way that feels aligned with you. But at the same time, you are building step-by-step that trust within yourself because you're starting to pay attention to yourself more. hundred percent. We could all use a little bit of that. I was just thinking like two days ago about an exercise that we did when we were in LA for your, so I'm in Amberly's mastermind and we were in LA two weeks ago and Amberly had us do this activity where we had to look at, look at ourselves in the eye in the mirror. And it was just like, whoa, when was the last time that I did that? And what would happen if I actually looked at myself every day? And so I guess you can tie it back to the chakras. And if you check in with your energy every day, like what, what could the possibilities be? Exactly. And I'll bring it back to talking about a relationship. Like, If you put time and attention into a relationship, then that connection is going to grow deeper and it's going to grow stronger. And like together, you'll be able to conquer anything. And it's like you have to kind of look at that with yourself. Like how can you build a connection with your own energy that's so strong that together you can do anything? Yeah. And one thing that I really love about you and the chakras and all that is that how you make it so relatable. Like, again, your spiritual BFF. So you take something that is like an ancient practice and make it so relevant to us today in the modern age. I mean, like now even the Kardashians are doing chakra work and (laughs) crystals and all of that. So why is it so important for you to have that voice and be, you know, the spiritual BFF rather than this guru who's like trying to just stay in like the 500 BC or something yeah. like that? I don't even know. <laughs> you will not find me scrubbing floors in an ashram. Trust me on that. Um, no, and I, I, I just think that's was the purpose of why I did this. Like when I first started, I 
could not for the life of me find anyone that I related to. I was like, okay, so this guy with his big white beard is going to teach me how to live my life. Like, does he know how stressful it is to be on Instagram? I don't think so. Um, so I was just like, you have to meet people where they are. And I'm not trying to be the most spiritual or the most, you know, again, like I'm a rule breaker. Um, I'm not trying to be, you know, this high and mighty person who has to tell people what to do and how to live their life. I want to be able to connect with people. And that's just always been my, my thing. Like, I think that the purpose of life is to like connect deeply with people and if someone is like telling a story about themselves, I immediately will be like, okay, here's, here's an experience that I had that was similar. Cause I just feel like creating like similar, I don't know, just like finding our similarities is what really makes us connect and like, feel like, okay, I'm okay. Um, it's not just me feeling this way. It's okay to be vulnerable. If that other person is vulnerable, it's okay to like get wasted until 3am while you're at work. <laughs> Uh, that sounds familiar (laughs) you know like it's just like I want to be the permission slip for other people Mm. to like not feel like they have to be rigid in their spirituality and like I'm someone who has always had issues with guilt and shame like if something happens like automatically think I'll automatically think, oh, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, I I rarely look at what the other person did. And that, I mean, there's good in that and there's bad. But that came with a lot of guilt and shame. And that was when I really first started working on chakras. It's actually kind of funny. One of me and my girlfriends, um, we were like redecorating her place and we had her mattress in the living room floor and we were she she had no food in her house we were like eating nutella with a spoon or something like that (laughs) and we were just both i think we were hung over and just like feeling really down on ourselves and we had like a bit of a cry and there was a brene brown ted talk on and we were like what is this who is this woman she was talking about guilt and shame and we were like oh my god like i've never realized like i'm so i put so much shame on myself like i have so much guilt and shame and that's when i started really going into like a deep dive of like what the chakras are and how they work um and i found like okay i have an imbalanced sacral chakra and you know I, I kind of always tie everything back to that because that was when i realized that you know i could tap into that energy i could release those feelings and everything would be okay and that's why i i want to still come back to that i want to find that person in every post that i make that is feeling like shit about where they are and let them know that it's okay to be it's okay to be where they are right now so i know that was kind of a roundabout way of ex- of explaining yeah. that but <laughs> no, it's it- like it just that's what it comes down to is like I'm meeting you where you are because like you, you're fine the way you are. Let's just like, let's just make you be that higher self more often. But you know, we're not expecting anyone to be perfect. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's one of the reasons why, um, I've always trusted you so much as my mentor because never, I never feel like whatever my past has been like, it never has to be about that. And it's okay that I felt like that. And it's okay that like, you know, like I had problems in my relationship and what you held the space for what's next mm-hmm. and like gave me the permission to not feel like it's something to be embarrassed about. Because again, like you give examples of how you can resonate with like how you resonate with that how you experience something similar and how you moved through it rather than being like oh well that sucks sorry yeah. let's focus on your business <laughs> yeah. like it's like that whole picture of your life it's not just about your business it's not just about life like it's just the whole picture and i think you really give the permission to to let like me be honest with you tell you what's going on and not feel like you're going to just dismiss it. Totally. And that's where I feel like, like I feel like in counseling one-on-one, like if you're going to be a counselor, the first thing they teach you is do not relate to their stories. Do not say, Oh, Mm -hmm. I went through 
that. Like, that's actually, you're not supposed to do that. And I'm like, why? Like, like, why, like why would anyone listen to you if you haven't been through it, you know? Um, and I've been through it all. So <laughs> I'm not afraid to share it. So yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I just want to, I personally, and this is, that's how I like to be helped too. I like people to tell me their experience. And I just, I just think that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah. And I've actually taken that approach into how I work with my clients and being the open book, like being the girl who will share it all, like not be like, oh, you know, like technically the industries don't do this. So I shouldn't tell her that I do this, you know, just like be the open book, be honest. And that's when you can help someone the most really totally and like if you're giving I like to just give people a different perspective and like maybe the way I did it isn't the way they should do it but I could say hey these are the the pros and cons that I weighed out <laughs> you know this is the way I looked at it and I think that's and I think that's like a huge part of what coaching is too it's like I'm not telling anyone how to live their life but I'm here to offer them different perspectives and they'll figure out what one is best for them Right. And if you think about it, like in terms of like your best friend. So like if your best friend's like barking orders on how you need to live your life, you're going to like be like, okay, this isn't going to work. Like, no. But if your best friend is like being like, this is what I did and it worked so well. And like, then you'd be like, oh, that sounds interesting. Or if she's like, "Uh, um, this worked for me. And you're like, yeah, but her personality is a little bit different. So I'm going to do it my way and it's fine. But like, you know, like it just can't be the, like it's this way or the highway thing. And I'm so, I don't know why I'm so lit up today about this. Like people saying there's only one way to do things. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's like so stupid. It's like, it's like saying there's like only one way to like dress or there's only one way to, I don't know, make pie I don't know like everyone has like different face and like a different way that they like things done and the different things that work for them and people have different strengths and I think even with the chakras like people have different predominant chakras um Mm -hmm. and it's like how can you use your strength? Because, like, no one's going to change. No one's all of a sudden going to be a completely different person. Like, there are certain things that you can't change. So rather than, like, trying to change your flaws, like, why don't you look at it as trying to, like, enhance what's working well? So, Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, another thing that I really love about the chakra work too is that you can be like okay so my solar plexus is like super tapped on um you know i'm super high energy so how can i help people you know how can i help people okay i can help people by raising their energy um and maybe i'm not as good at you know i'm not like a total psychic who's can like see the future. So I'm not trying to be that I'm trying to like get people to tap into their own intuition. You know what I mean? So it's like knowing rather than trying to like change who you are, just like working with what already works. Yeah. I love that. So for someone who's new to the chakras and they're like, how do I even know which one's strong or how do I know which one's imbalanced? What's a good check-in for when you like first start out? Like A super easy way is to just like close your eyes and like um, really like clear your mind and just kind of get into a bit of like a meditative, uh, a meditative state and then start breathing really deeply into your root chakra. So your root chakra is like everything that's touching the ground while you're sitting. So like your pubic area, your feet, your legs, your bum, all that stuff. Um, so if you try to breathe really deeply, like all the way into your toes, um, where does the breath stop? And for some people, it's hard to even breathe past their throat. For some people, it's hard for them to feel that they're getting any air to their head. For some people, it gets stuck in the heart. For some people, they get a sharp pain in their stomach or in their side when they try and breathe that deeply. So just tap in and be like, okay, where am I feeling like uncomfortable sensation? Where does it maybe feel a little bit stuck or stagnant? And then you could just kind of look at, okay, what part of the body is that? And, you know, you can figure out really easily on Google, like what chakra that's related to. Awesome. And so what happens when you find that a chakra is imbalanced? 
Yeah, so the main thing is it's typically some kind of blockage, and a blockage can come from, you know, something emotional, something physical that happened. Um, It could just be like, you know, something is thrown off kilter. It could be something from a past life that you don't even know why that energy is like a little clogged up. So the first thing to do is to just get really clear and just like, it's just knowledge is power, right? So knowing, okay, how is that, how am I supposed to feel? How is that energy supposed to be like showing up in my life? And where is it feeling stagnant? Like, and how is that showing up? Where is the stagnancy showing up in my life? So if you, for example, had a, I'll use the throat chakra, for example. So if you had trouble breathing in your th- past your throat and you just felt kind of like a lump in your throat, you might realize that it's hard for you to communicate. It's hard for you to be vulnerable. It's hard for you to open up to people. So just kind of like looking at areas in your life and being like, okay, where did this come from? And if you can kind of think back to like the first moment where you felt that way, you can kind of start to realize like, okay, where did this come from? How, who do I need to forgive? How can I clear this out? And then I like to look at it as kind of like a mind, body, soul, energy approach. So every single day working on cultivating the energy. So if you want to work on being better, a better communicator or being more vulnerable, then every single day you should have mantras about being a good communicator. You should be journaling about you know, being a good communicator and kind of like psyching yourself up to think that you already are that person, that you're already that like strong, assertive, powerful person. And then also, you know, having doing a throat chakra meditation, having some throat chakra crystals. And then from the energy perspective is where you would visualize. So really visualizing yourself as this ideal person. And, you know, when you visualize you're getting on the plane, like the the energetic frequency, the energetic plane of already having that thing or already being that person. So it that's how you like magnetize it into your life. So, you know, an energetic practice for whatever your intention is, is to just envision already being that intention, already having that intention. I love that. And I love how you break it down in a way that it's like you can do this today. Like you could literally after this podcast, you can start checking in with your chakras and like it might take like if you're new to it, it might take a Google search. But I mean, this is there's it's like a no excuse thing. Like you can check in every single day and start to have this transformation because I really do think it's a transformation Um, just in the way that I've looked at my personal life and like how to work through days that are harder than others. And even in business in mapping out what program I'm supposed to launch next, which is something that we talked a lot about in Vancouver. So when I went um, to meet Amber Lee and her other clients in Vancouver, and then we did the same thing in LA. And it's just so cool to not only see how the chakras can just lay out in every facet of life, but then when you bring together like other people and their energy and where they're at, um, in when it comes to like being in tune with the chakras, the energy is just incredible. I mean, LA was so powerful. I I'm still like just like, oh my gosh, what we accomplished in LA was so inspiring and so motivating. And I'm so grateful that you brought us together in that space. That makes me so happy. And that's so true. Like women getting together is so magical. And God, even if you put together like a friggin' book club, like get to like, (laughs) get together with other women, get together with your best friends and like brainstorm ideas for things. Because, you know, when you're kind of, uh, I don't know, it's like when you're owning your energy and like owning your chakra superpowers and you know what you're good at and you know where you want to be, you have to like communicate that and you have to like put that energy out there. And what better way to do it than with another group of women? Because that just really catapults it into action. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And we really felt that in LA. Um, We spent a few days all in this 
luxurious villa. So it was just like high vibes all around. Amberly brought us a personal chef. Like just the energy was exact. I think like everyone needs to, whether it's one time a year or two times a year, every quarter, if you could do this monthly, Amberly, that'd be great. Um, <laughs> like to experience it, like truly setting up your environment to be in like total flow. Because I think a lot of times we get stuck in the day-to-day and maybe like we don't live in our dream apartment yet or Mm. whatever it is. And so if we can just be a few days in that total high vibe, this is my next level environment, I feel like that just makes everything happen so much faster. Totally. Like go sit at your favorite hotel lobby lounge and order like a $20 cocktail while you're working, you know, like do like the little things that make you feel like super wealthy and super successful because there's so many like what's stopping you? Like if you kind of like envision, okay, who's my highest self? And maybe that is the vision you see. Okay, my highest self goes to this fancy restaurant for brunch and she brings her laptop and she's on her cell phone, just like a total girl boss. It's like, okay, you can do that today. Like there's mm-hmm. nothing stopping you from doing those things today. Absolutely. So kind of on that note, one of the things that we talked about in LA was being iconic, being an icon and knowing what your legacy is. And you just posted today on Instagram too about like, what's your legacy? My legacy is to elevate women to a higher, you know, to to spirituality. Like if you are, I just want women to know they can do anything. Like they can really fucking do anything. And I'm not trying to, like I said, not trying to make it seem like you have to be perfect, but you can literally design your life by just like visualizing it and like taking the action that comes from that. And that's what I want to leave behind. I just want people to know that they're capable of so much more and that they can start today. Absolutely. Do you see that a lot of entrepreneurs and even some like, you know, like big name entrepreneurs aren't necessarily thinking like, what's my legacy? They're more still into like the day-to-day, what's next on my to-do list. Oh, yeah. I totally think so. And I mean, I think we all start out with a good intention. It's like when, like the first mm-hmm. step in building a business is usually like, what's your why or what's your purpose? Yeah. I think people usually start out with that, but it's really easy to lose it. And I've even had times where I've lost it. And I think I've told this story before where I was just going to like relaunch this program that I had like launched before and I could just turn it into like a total cash cow and keep launching it. And then I was Mm -hmm. like, Oh, like, do I want to launch this? Like, like, this isn't the purpose. I want to keep elevating women. So rather than launching, continuing to launch a course for beginners, I want to create something that's not just for beginners because I want to keep bringing people higher and higher and higher. So I mean, that took me digging back into, you know, I was kind of like, oh, I've already made X amount of dollars. I know my goal for the year is to make X, you know, Y amount of dollars. And I was like, but do I even care about that money? Like I had all these things I wanted to buy. I was like Prada bag, Tesla, like all these things. And I was like, but like, that's not exciting me anymore. Like the money is not exciting me anymore. It's like the legacy and the purpose and you know, if you're in a point in your business where you've kind of lost your purpose, that's okay. It totally happens. It's easy to do. But I promise you that when you bring it back to your purpose and take your purpose a step further, then that's when you're going to like, it's going to start to rain (laughs) in a good way, making it rain with cash. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. And again, like that's something that you can use the chakras for, right? To like rediscover what your why is, what your legacy is meant to be. Totally. 100%. Yep. So, okay, so we have to talk about the Kardashians for a second because if y'all don't know Amber Lee, then now you know that she is a Kardashian. <laughs> I mean, pretty much. I dream about them almost every week that I'm one of their sisters. <laughs> so I think it's interesting because there's usually two camps. There's like the people who see the Kardashians like making this imprint on the world and being like these amazing girl bosses who – just took control over their career Mm -hmm. and made it what 
they wanted it to be. And then other people are like, I don't even know what they do. Yeah. (laughs) So if we tie that back to legacy or being an icon, as someone who dreams about them every day, like (laughs) you're basically best friends with them. What is, what is their legacy? What is, how are they iconic? Yeah. So, I mean, they do stuff. <laughs> um, I mean, they do really a lot. About them. It's like they kind of did things in a different order than most people. They mm-hmm. built their following before they built their businesses. And I actually think that's like really smart. You know, mm-hmm. if you have like a big following and like they kind of like invented the personal brand, that's why people are like, what do they even do? But why do people have to do anything? Like, why do, why do people yeah. have to be defined by what they do? What if you right. just put your life out there and said, this is who I am. Follow, like, follow me. I'm real. And people started following you and being interested in what you were doing. And then you had this, like, giant fan base. Then you could literally do whatever the fuck you want. You can, like, launch a makeup line, launch a denim line. Like, they're literally doing whatever they want because they were open. They were raw. They were vulnerable. They showed the entire world their lives, their sex tapes. Like, (laughs) they just put it all out there. Um, And, you know, it was really – it was smart. They built the fan base and then they started – building the businesses. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, even high schoolers now, like think about building a personal brand and maybe, you know, you don't really, not everyone connects the dots to them, but I really think that they are the most known way that you could describe a personal brand and what it can do for your future. Yeah, hundred percent. And I think too, like just like the competition these days, like before it was like, oh, this person has this degree, so they're gonna get the job over this person. But now it's like everyone's got that degree. Everyone is getting yep. smarter. We're evolving. We're all, you know, becoming more I don't know, we're all just becoming better versions of ourselves and with that said, every like people are starting to like fade into the background. So it's like, how can you stand mm-hmm. out? How can you like, how can you like show the world what you're all about and like be authentic and be real and show the people that you're not just like the plain Jane girl next door. You have to really like, kind of like almost like over amplify things about yourself in order to create that fan base in order to draw that attention, sell those products, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And is that not the ultimate freedom is not having to be locked into one thing and literally because your brand is you, it can, your business can evolve with you. The way you live your lifestyle can evolve with you. Like that's the ultimate freedom. hundred percent. And it actually, this is all kind of coming full circle too, because it comes down again to like really connecting with people. Like I said, I feel like that's the purpose on this, you know, on this planet, in this experience, in these human flesh suits is like, (laughs) is to like really connect on a deeper level with people. And now that we can really show who we really are in a raw, authentic way with photos, with content, like it's just bringing, that's elevation of our purpose as humans by connecting deeper. How do you think that, you know, like, having a personal brand is really going to change the way that we interact with each other. Because right now, you know, I think entrepreneurs can really have a tendency to already know what a personal brand is, but maybe our friends who are in corporate, something like that, they might just be tapping into it now. So what do you think is going to happen when, you know, everyone really owns their personal brand and who they are? Because To me, I think that's going to make everyone feel more confident. Mm -hmm. Actually, I really love this question, and I've never really thought about this, but I think what's coming to me right now is, like, I think there's some people that see a personal brand as, like, how can I look my best or how can I, like, impress people? But it's, like – and I think that's kind of what people why the people that judge the Kardashians or the people that, you know, those kinds of things, that's kind of what they think about it. But it's the question is not like what's in it for me. It's more like how can I show up in a way that inspires other people? 
And how can I be so real and authentic that other people think it's okay to be themselves because I'm being myself? Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes total sense. You know, a lot of people talk about like millennials this, millennials that, like they're going to be like just the world, what's the world even going to be? And like, is the world just going to be like a series of shitty events? But when you talk about that and, you know, you talk about being in a space of community and connection it makes me excited for the future. Mm -hmm. It doesn't make me think like the world's going to shit. I've always thought like everything that they say about millennials is like such bullshit (laughs) because I think millennials are just the most like resourceful, forward thinking, connected. And when, when, you know, yeah, maybe some millennials are lazy in a corporate job. You know why? (laughs) Because millennials are so much more woke that they know that they are fucking meant for more than a cubicle. That's why they're lazy. Yeah. I'm, I mean, obviously there's things that are like, oh God, but this is, this is the inspiration that is going to make our realities the reality that we want it to be. Mm -hmm. This is the reminder that, you know what, when I'm in my 20s, it can be amazing because I have the skills, I have myself, and that's what's going to set me apart. Exactly. It's like you don't need a you don't need a product. You don't need like the next Mm-mm. best thing. You just need to be yourself. Yeah. And again, like that community piece, if you have a community and, you know, I work with a lot of bloggers who put their blog out there without a community and that's where, you know, they struggle. Whereas when the community piece comes in, it becomes so much more fulfilling because you are a part of a community and that's what human beings crave is community. And also that means that you establish yourself as someone who's an expert and you're trustworthy. And so if you decide to launch a makeup line, there's going to people be people lined up exactly. just like with Kylie. Yeah. And I feel like the coaching industry, um, it was kind of in, in this place where it was like, I don't want to say get rich quick, but it's kind of like, how can I make a quick sale? Like, how can I make a sale this month or this week or today? And it was kind of the coaching industry was kind of like, high ticket, you know, high ticket prices and sell a few a month. But it's like, that's not really creating community. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, that's like, that's like creating exclusivity. So it's like, why not have things that are so so it's like those people that were doing that now they've started to get a bigger audience and they're realizing, oh, like I can actually you know, attract more people and charge less. And Mm -hmm. that's when you're really like serving your community or it's like, oh, I can have all these paid programs where I have to put in a lot less effort and less of my time and my energy. So that means I can give more stuff for free, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm just seeing like every, in every, in so many different ways, community is king. Absolutely. And again, like, if I can attribute my, like, I don't want to say like, because of this, I did this, but a huge part of why I was able to get into the energy of making massive shifts in my business was because of the community that you created, who are your clients, your other clients are my biz besties, who some of them I talk to every Mm -hmm. single day. I, I have the best And client. you created that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you didn't – you're not there, like, facilitating the call, but you brought us together. Yeah. And, and I think that's super powerful as well because it's not so much always having to, like, tie back to the community leader – if you have a really solid community, people will start to engage with each other. And I think that's the most rewarding part of what I do is like watching my clients become friends and watching them help each other. It's like seriously gives me chills. And I mean, God, like what an amazing thing to be able to do is like make those connections for people. I just love it. Yeah. Like 
Kelly and I talked on the phone yesterday. Kate and I are talking tonight. Like, it's just, it's so funny, but that's, that's the beauty of community. That's what happens. It's like when you go to a friend's party and you meet a mutual friend and then you become best friends with that friend, just like real life. It's literally real life. It is. And it's like, it's, it's almost another way that I kind of look at that too, is like, I feel like we've all manifested what we need Mm -hmm. in people. So it's like, I, you know, and this is like ever since I started my business and started the chakra journey and started digging deeper into my spirituality, not only have I manifested things, money, clients, I've manifested what I need as a support team. And that means friends. That means clients. My clients inspire me too. I consider them part of my support team. Um, You know, even just people that were already in my life who have changed and who have like stepped up to be, you know, big supporters. And I just, I believe that once you follow your purpose and your guidance and you're tapped into your energy and you're, you know, you're not struggling and pushing your way through life anymore, everything falls into place. The right people come, the right clients come, the right friendships happen. And it's just, friggin' magic. Like, it's just wild. Like, it is wild to look back, like, three years ago where I was. It is insane. Oh, my gosh. That's amazing. And it was literally 444 as you were saying that. Oh, that makes so, me so happy. That's so, <laughs> this is so perfect. So, okay, so three years ago, I mean, this was just, like, one day thing. And now what's next for you? What can we expect from you in the next few months? Mm. So on the business side, in terms of my offerings, I'm super excited to, like I said, like I'm just finding that supporting people in a community is so much more powerful than working with them one-on-one. And I know the mastermind that you're a part of, Monica, like the shifts that I've seen from you guys, it is just, it blows my mind. And I'm just, couldn't be more in awe of every single one of you guys. So um, I decided, I've decided I'm going to launch another mastermind, which is going to have a revolving door. So it's not like we start at this time and we end at this time. Um, It's just going to be, you sign up for six months. And when you're done, I mean, most people will probably just keep signing up over and over again because that's the kind of people I attract. Um, (laughs) um, So, yeah, and it's going to be that kind of like next level deep dive into your chakra energy where – and I think you'll notice this too, Monica. It's like I'm not teaching you guys anything about business. (laughs) Like (laughs) I'm teaching you guys how to know like what's right for your business. And I'm telling you what I'm Mm -hmm. doing and I'm telling you what I've seen that's worked. But you guys are the ones doing the work and I don't need to hold your hand. You are strong, powerful, amazing women. And that's what's – you know, that's what I'm doing with this next mastermind. And, you know, the concept and what I want to really, what I'm doing in my business and what I'm moving towards, you know, teaching more is how to be an icon. And this is what, you know, Monica and I were talking about that we went over in LA, you know, what do you want to be known for? How can you be that person today? And how can inspiring people, you know, right now be the way that you get clients and how much more we were saying like how much more fucking fun is it to be featured on a podcast than to launch a Facebook ad and if that's what's gonna if being on that podcast is gonna get you clients the same amount if not more than that Facebook ad like what would you rather do you know so I want everyone to kind of think like how can I take my brand to the next level how can I take my business to the next level how can I be more seen how can I be more of inspiration how can I be more of service how can I create bigger communities so I'm creating you know I'm doing all those things and those are all the thoughts that went through my head when I decided to launch this mastermind and I want to support other people to do the same I love that. that. Mm -hmm. If I can define like 2018 so far, it's just like the energy that has come from the mastermind has been incredible. I'm so happy. Um, So I ask all my guests two questions to wrap things up. And the first one is, what is your favorite lifestyle hack? Mm. You know what? I don't know if this, I don't know if this counts, but 
My hack, my life hack in general is visualizing. And I know I already mentioned this, but like I literally know that you can create whatever the fuck you want by visualizing it. So first you like get so clear on what it is and you like brainstorm the hell out of it. And then you visualize it, like picture it every single morning and every single day and like feel into what it is. Um, And then the universe will literally just show you how to make it happen. You just have to like be open to being guided. And like that for me was always a really scary thing because I'm naturally more of a process oriented person. But if you can just be open to being guided, you'll get to where you want to be and you'll manifest whatever you want. Yeah. And even if you're like on the fence about it, just like do it as an experiment on yourself. Be the guinea pig. Totally do it as an experiment. A hundred percent. Okay. So then the second question is what is your current morning routine? Oh, okay. So right now I'm doing a kundalini meditation challenge where for 40 days I'm doing this 11-minute meditation with the mantra Ekankar. What is it? Ekankar, Satguru Prasad, Satguru Prasad, Ekankar. And I, it's an 11-minute practice. There's like a really pretty song um, of the mantra that's on YouTube. So I've been doing that. And it, it's um, what that mantra means. It's ter- It basically means turning negative into positive. Mm. So you – yeah, the, the concept is that anything negative going on in your life, you can turn it into a positive. And the downloads that I get from that meditation are insane. So right after the meditation, I journal about what came up for me, and I usually get really good ideas. And then I do – oh, before I start the meditation, I do Palo Santo and Sage Mm. Um, depending on my mood. If I'm feeling like I want to get more grounded, I'll do sage. If I'm feeling like I just want to feel more feminine and trusting, I'll do the Palo Santo. And then I usually have like a crystal of the day. So I have like a huge bundle of crystals (laughs) and I'll just grab one and I'll have it in front of me while I do my meditation or I'll put it in my left hand um, so I can receive its energy. And then I'll just kind of, that usually makes its way into my journaling as well as the energy that I feel from that crystal. I love that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. All right. So where can people find you? I am on Instagram at the Chakra Girl Co. Uh, same on Facebook. My website is theshockergirlco.com. I also have a podcast that is called Chakra Girl Radio. And well, okay. I have so many things. But let's just leave it at that. <laughs> okay. And I'll link all of those in the show notes. So okay. um, awesome. there'll be easy access. All right, Amberly, awesome. thank you so much for taking the thank time you. to be on the podcast. So fun. I what know. a great conversation. Thanks for listening to the Influencer Girl Lifestyle Podcast. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review. For show notes and free tips and trainings, head over to monicawoodhams.com slash podcast. You'll be able to learn more about this week's guest and how to connect with her as well. Talk soon, y'all.